My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News on this, the 12th day of January 2022. And by the way, folks, today is National Hot Tea Day. Now, that's not because we have a guest from over on the other side of the pond. I mean, there's people in this country that drink tea like our friends across the pond do. Uh, my son's a big tea drinker, but I'm not. I'm a coffee drinker. But anyway, today's National Hot Tea Day. So go fix yourself a hot tea. Uh, we've got a few cruise ships sailing from North American ports today down to West Palm Beach. The Grand Classica sails, you know, that's going to soon be the Margaritaville paradise. Another couple months down to Port Everglades. That's Fort Lauderdale Celebrity Reflection sails. New Staten Dam sails down in Miami. Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady sails again today. And out in Galveston, Adventures of the Seas, I will be on her. In, um, let's see, when is I'm on? The end of March, 1st of April, I'll be on Adventures of the Sea with my crazy schedule. So, um, today's, uh, we've got all kinds of information going on today, uh, and a special guest as well. So, uh, and of course, this is live on our podcast as well. Uh, guests, uh, today for, um, uh, uh, we'll get to in just a second. Our guest tomorrow will be uh, Jordan Taylor from JJ Cruz, our buddy over there. You guys all know him. And uh, to access the podcast, if you are new to this channel, you can ac access it by my accessible blog, uh, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get regular podcasts. It's now available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search for travel and cruise industry news. So, uh, my special guest for today is Roger Wood. Many of you know that I am a mobility challenged 
traveler. However, I am not uh, totally disabled so that when I travel and when I fly in particular, I can uh, use wheelchair service to get up to the door of the plane. I can get out of the wheelchair and walk to a seat as long as it's in the front part of the plane. Unfortunately, many of my brethren aren't that lucky uh, that they can walk a little bit which is like I can. And it's caused uh, problems at times with the way airlines treat disabled folks. And our, my guest today is a gentleman that's been involved in working on this for some time now. So with no more ado, let me bring in Mr. Chris Wood from... Uh, um, <laughs> flyingdisabled.org.uk. Chris, <laughs> welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. How are you doing today? Very, very well, Chili. Good to, good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, looking forward to sitting here being interrogated and questioned and bright lights in my face and everybody drinking while I'm not that sort of thing. So good, good to see you over there in the, the other side of the pond uh, on a day that our prime minister admitted he's lying. What a surprise. Yeah. Well, I, I, I saw that this morning on the news while I was preparing for today. Politicians uh, tell the truth. Surely not. Yeah. No. Why would any politician ever tell the truth? I, I, I hate politicians. It doesn't matter to me if they're, uh, and in our country, Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, I just generally hate all of them. Um, now, a little bit of introduction there about my situation as being, I call myself mobility challenged. You've been involved with dealing with airlines for a long time. Give us a little bit of a background as to how you got to this point and started the website and started what you've been working on. Let me do that for you, Chili. So um, many years ago, um, I took a, well, let's start with my two children. I say they're children, Chili. They're 27 and 28. Um, my daughter's 29 this year. So they're still my children. And in the eyes of my mother, despite the fact I'm 60, I'm still her child. So I refer to them as children, very much young adults. They're both disabled. They neither walk and they neither talk. My son is at university um, studying. He's finished up in his master's now, so he wants to rule the world and become a doctor and travel the world being a journalist on F1. Um, my daughter, um, she loves skiing, and she goes to the Alps and places like that on a sit-ski and goes down mountains very fast and scares the bejesus out of me, her father. So she clearly has a death wish, and, and there are things which I say, come on. There's a limit here. This will be death if you do this. So not wanting to stop her, I have to use my experience and say, look, there's some things you just cannot do. Um, so they want to fly. And my last trip with my, uh, so my last trip, one of the trips with my daughter, I thought, well, why over land and sea can you get a power wheelchair on a train, a bus, a taxi, um, and, and a boat? Here we are on cruises. They're dead easy. Um, but you can't get one on an aircraft. Now, many years on, I've understood the industry and it's not easy. It's all about safety. So a power wheelchair has, for example, a huge battery on the back. And if I was to rock in 
onto the aircraft with a huge battery with loads of wires and leads hanging out. I think someone might have a little word with me and say, you know, what are you doing? So we have to address those issues. So fast forward to 2021, last year, um, I am now working uh, or part of a consortium, which is consists of me. And I do wonder what I do sometimes, but I'm pretty good at networking. And secondly, I have an aircraft certification company, a chap called Nigel Smith. And alongside him, I have Paul Priestman from Priestman Good, who are one of the biggest designers, cabin designers of airlines in the world. So I stand on a stage with lots of credibility to my left and to my right that the solution, the air for all solution, is the one that will allow a power wheelchair to come on board the aircraft. Um, there is still work to do. This is in two parts because we have an aircraft seat which we have created which allows that flexibility to flip up and allow a power wheelchair on but the second part is the power wheelchair and we have we need to drill down on that and everybody says and me and all that i want i want my children to travel sitting in their own power wheelchair because they need that support that the power wheelchair gives them they cannot sit in a passenger seat and i'm sure maybe some some people watching this will know exactly what i'm talking about so how do you get around that? Well, it might be that we have to devise a new wheelchair. And I can sense the backlash now. Well, I want to travel in my own wheelchair. Well, I'm sorry you can't because it will blow up the aircraft. Whether the tires are pneumatic or whether they're pumped up, there are issues inside that cabin, a pressurized cabin. So let's look back on history. When cars came along, the wheelchairs were adapted so they could go in automobiles. They're tested for safety, things like 20G and all the belt straps and the supports that, that take that chair in. It's a little bit more free and easy over a train, but I think we have to consider the fact if we want a power wheelchair or any wheelchair on an aircraft, it really has to be tested for safety. I'm not here to kill people. I'm here to make life better. And that's where I am, really. So we're working alongside an, an American airline who I can't say because the world of aviation is full of secrets and, and strange handshakes and nods and winks and various coffees and drinks bought at the bar saying, yeah, I'll help you. So the airline we're working with wants to be the most accessible airline in the world. And they're taking this on board because the, what the um, concept that we've created, the Air for All concept, please Google Air for All, you'll, you'll find it. Um, um, doesn't reduce the passenger seats on an aircraft, which has always been the elephant in the room, Chile. I hope yeah. all of that helps. I've kind of condensed it down to a few minutes. But, um, yeah, any questions, I'm more than happy to, to handle those. All right, there's a couple of areas that I have had myself um, on aircraft. One is the uh, lavatory, the bathroom. Okay. Yes, I can get up and I can walk to a bathroom and they're about this wide for my this wide body. Somebody in a wheelchair, there's no way they could get in and out of a, an airport lavatory. Is that something you're looking at also? Yeah, this kind of falls into two, two camps, if you like. And this is no way set in stone. But if I look at my own children, um, 
they don't really use a toilet at home. They have, my son has a catheter, he wears a pad, um, and my daughter could wear a pad on an aircraft. And so therefore, if they're seated in the wheelchair, they're, uh, yeah, I think Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking would probably right. has never in his lifetime, never used an aircraft toilet in his latter days. Um, so I think we have to think logically there. However, there is, a good point and you raise it you know who can get in a bathroom and I, and, and I I was on a coming back from Washington I think a few years ago and I watched a lady who's of a mature age um, uh, reverse into a toilet and as she came out which is always a bit of an awkward thing for a guy when you want to challenge a lady on reversing out of the toilet but when she came out I asked her why she reversed in and she said she had a hip operation and she did not want to play twister inside that toilet with her hip. And that's why she did it. So we have to just think of the disabled community, Chile, that we, and that's a wide spectrum that we know. And also our elderly, less mobile population. We're all kind of living long with mobility issues and various other issues. So maybe the airlines now, and there, there is always going to be, the revenue, the revenue, that's how it works. And, you know, if we say, well, it shouldn't be, well, you know, if you don't search for the cheapest tickets in town, um, you're not a capitalist consumer because that's what we all do. So we have to balance that really with, with what's going on and, and what's needed. But yeah, the toilet needs to be looked at. And I feel that once this product is out there and, you know, I'm talking to the regulators and also governments to try and look over the paraffin and say, if you don't do this, we're going to make you. And that will probably be a catalyst to change a few things in aviation. And certainly toilets is one of those. You can think of the onboard wheelchair, which is designed for the aircraft, not the person sitting in it. Right. But, right. but it's still right. a thin, thin metal tube flying around the sky at several hundred miles an hour, Chile. We've got to, you know. Sure, sure. Got to understand yeah. both sides of the equation. You have to and see where the middle ground is. Right. Um because I can walk the 20 feet or 30 feet to get to my seat. I've never had to deal with this. How do the air, the airplanes take now currently the airlines, how do they get somebody if they're traveling alone or do they allow any solo travelers to get them on a plane into their seat Stow the wheelchair and hope it doesn't get wrecked. How is it done now to the disabled public? To answer your first point, do someone with a in a wheelchair travel solo? I mean, they do. Um, I would think it, once again we talk about this spectrum. Um, you know, my son and my daughter would probably never travel alone. To be fair, most people, and this is the kind of blinkers the airline's on because they think, oh, it's just a disabled person. It's one seat. We don't care. Well, let's let's explode the myth. My kids have lots of friends and lots of family that like to fly with them. Lots of tickets. Yeah. So to someone to fly solo who's got a disability, uh, let's say a, um, a complex disability, I, doesn't really happen. Um, however, if we think of our friends at the PVA, a lot of them do. 
uh, and uh, the, the guys I know there, you know, they're in power, not powered wheelchairs, but they tend to be in manual wheelchairs. So they've got a lot of upper body strength. Let's think of our Paralympians. That's always a good call. Right. Uh, right. So they can get around. I mean, it's still fractured. It's not great. Um, and can, you ask, can they travel alone? Um, I think the answer is probably um, and that they do. It depends on the, the com complex of your disability, I think. But equally, my son would never travel on a train on his own, never go in a car on his own. He still wants to go in them, still wants to travel. He just needs support. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, uh, I guess again, you know, I'm lucky because I can travel solo and I prefer actually cruising solo to mm. cruising as I have for the last 40 years uh, with a partner. So great. That's good. I mean, you know, there's, it's, you know, even on, as the human race, we like to go with friends and company, you know, uh, work is probably the exception to the rule, I would suggest, or meeting somebody at the other end. Are you doing any work at all? And, and one of the reasons that I don't, that I don't take my scooter on a cruise. I'm getting ready to go on a cruise here in 12 days. I'm not taking my scooter to get to the airport. I get to the airport. I ask for wheelchair service. They take me then right up to the door of the plane. Uh, when I get off the plane in Miami, I have wheelchair service that takes me right back to my transportation to the port. I get to the port I get in and have wheelchair service. It gets me on the ship. The reason I don't take my scooter is because of all the horror stories I hear about damage to power wheelchairs and scooters by the airlines. And I can't afford to buy another scooter. So I rent one from scooter round for, you know, when I'm actually on the ship itself. The rest of the time, I use the wheelchair service. Are you doing anything with working with the airlines on safety issues and handling somebody's wheelchair that it doesn't get wrecked, getting it into the luggage compartment and back? I agree with you, Chili. That's uh, let, let's deal with the scooter thing. I think you do it the correct way. Um, and I think... It, it, that's the way you found it to be a lot easier. Um, now, with regard to wheelchairs, it's a very different story. So, again, I hark back to my son, my daughter, and let's think Stephen Hawking, because we know him. Um, and Stephen could not go in any wheelchair. It has to be the one that's bespoke and made to him. Chili, I dare say you can probably leap on most types of scooters and get around. So, yeah, uh, yeah. that would be... <laughs> So scooters could go on an aircraft um, and they're normally palletized. Airlines would argue, go, it's not us, it's the ground crew. And the ground crew could go, well, hold on, you're, we, you employ us, mate. And so, yeah, there's that. Yeah. People's front of Judea, Judean people's front thing going on. Um, but ultimately, the ground crew are very can be very transitional. There are hundreds of types of power wheelchair as i'm sure there are hundreds of types of scooter so do you expect 
Um, I think if you go and inspect someone else's scooter, you might be looking for buttons and things that would, despite your familiarity with them, someone that you haven't seen before, you've got to check where everything is. Imagine, (laughs) and I'm trying to mitigate the ground crew because it's very difficult. So if you think of that in a power wheelchair sense, when they go on the aircraft, you suddenly mitigate all of that. You get rid of it. It's cheaper for the airports. They have less and less agents uh, to do the handling. There's less work. It doesn't have to go down to be palletized, put in a universal lifting device, a ULD, then put in the hold. So suddenly we're taking a lot and saving a lot of money for airports and the staff and the whole process is getting clearer. But it's a difficult one because ultimately with the power with a scooter you can hop on another one but with someone in and i do say a power wheelchair because manual wheelchairs can be a little bit different but of a power wheelchair no there's lots of things called thoracics and support to, to stay upright if my son was on an aircraft sitting in a passenger seat without a support he would just go like that so I, i'm we're talking here or for me at least um about those that need the most support when traveling so let's be you know let let's say to the airlines we don't want to break anybody's legs so let's get these power wheelchairs on the people need the most support and let's see what else we can do as to jilly you putting your, your own scooter on an aircraft um i wouldn't do it there's a lot of things I wouldn't put in the aircraft hold. You know, you could think of musicians with a double bass. That yeah. going in the hold. That's going in the – it's going to pay for a seat next to me. Yeah. So yeah. there's lots of – not just scooters or wheelchairs. There's lots of items that we would not trust. If I'm traveling with the Mona Lisa, I think I would um, I would put it somewhere very safe. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right, Chris. When do you think we may – see a major change in the industry with a with a fair planetary wind chili we hope to have the prototype done in the spring of this year so once that is at the air shows the hamburg aviation show uh, we're also looking to launch it at both uh, at, at an airport in america and in the uk simultaneously once that happens and the prototype is out there we have two things we need to do hopefully by that time the airline that we're working with will declare their hand but to be fair to them they want to make sure it works so they, they, let, let's do this study the feasibility let, let's make sure that it, it it can work secondly once that's out there the regulators who do not like their passengers traveling unsafely will see hmm that solves a big headache that we've had at the FAA, the CAA. And then the DOT might come round and say, oh, we like that. It's passenger safety. What's not to like? So there might be a surge where there's, um, with the prototype being shown and everything that will work with it, and we're working with Sunrise Medical as well to create this, this wheelchair, That what will that look like going on a flight? And so, listen, I'm forever the optimist, man. Um, so 18 months. Okay. There's, there's I'll, a figure. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. All right, Chris, thank you so much for giving us some time this morning, bringing us up to date. My pleasure, uh, Chili. Enjoy your cruise. Where are you off to on your cruise? 
this is this is cruise number 49, 50, and 51. I'm doing three. You're doing and three. Just, just the Bahamas, Caribbean, three different ships. Uh, but it's the first time I've cruised because of health issues and the pandemic. First yeah. time I've been able to cruise in two years. Okay. Sounds so good. I am super excited about um, this. Do you, do you go on, next two weeks out of the way. Do you, do you ever go on P&O? Uh, no, I have not yet. That's one of cruise, my, cruise one of my items to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, someone's just asked, what did the prime minister lie about? Pretty much everything, really. But he was he, he had a he had a party um, during lockdown when he's telling everybody else not to, and he had one, and he's yeah. now calling it a business meeting. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, I'm over it. Just get on with it. There's a lot more problems in the world than a stupid prime minister having a silly party because he disobeyed the rules. And I know yeah. he should be holier than now, but there's a lot more problems in the world. You know, let's solve disability. Let's make the world a little bit more diverse, and so we can all get on, live together in harmony, all love each other, and stop having wars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be good? Well, peace. Yeah, big it. All right. Chris, thank you so much. And we'll keep up with your efforts. And hopefully we'll, one day we'll have some news on this show you can bring us. Yeah, absolutely. If you just shout, Chili, if you see something going on, then just, just keep an eye on it. Just, but, but brilliant. Thank All you, right. Chili. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Of course, that is uh, Chris Wood from <clears throat> uh, flyingdisabled.org.uk. If you'd like to check the website and keep up with what's going on. All right. Now, <clears throat> I've got something special coming at you. But first, I've got to pause for a word from a network sponsor. I'll be back in just a second. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. All right, I'm back. Now... We have, uh, before we get to the news, we have some breaking news, folks. Absolute breaking news coming to us from Cozumel. With no further ado, let me bring in Lisbeth on location and Cozumel. Lisbeth, what's happening down there? Big round of applause. Hey, well, it's raining right now. That's why I'm inside, but... Oh, so you up. can't get in your bikini and go out in the 85-degree heat and work on your tan and uh, all that stuff. No. no. Okay. Nope, not today. <laughs> all anyway, right. but yeah, breaking news, breaking news. And the sun will shine today because of this news. Okay. Let's hear the news. Can I tell? 
Absolutely. Breaking I'm letting you do it. I'm joining the ship on Friday. And awesome. everybody watching, all you jealous people in the I get to cruise with Chile coming up soon, too. So I am joining the MSC Maravilla on Friday, right here in Cozumel, so I don't have to fly anywhere. Yay! And so I just get to walk right down the pier, right up the gangway, and I'll have a week in quarantine. And, and then I'll uh, be out after that. And then um, uh, shortly after that, Chile comes on board. So we were kind of bummed out that I wasn't going to see him here in Cozumel, but now I actually get to cruise with you. How about yep. that? Yep. And uh, March uh, 22nd. 13th. Uh, 13th. That's right. March 13th. I know the dates better than you do. Yeah, I've got so many dates going through my head with 17 cruises now, and I'm looking at doing another one. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go play with Richard Branson, I think, uh, this summer. (laughs) Awesome. uh, All right. So uh, you're so you're getting on the Maravilia. Maravilia. Yeah. Maravilia. Uh, So uh, so what are you gonna be? You're gonna be the ship's captain. Are you gonna be one of the dancing girls? you're going to be a lifeguard at the pool. What are you going to be doing? No, I'm actually the port and shopping lecturer. So on right. um, on this particular cruise, it will be great because I will be the expert on Mexico. So um, it's not all shopping. Of course, we, we have a guaranteed shopping program. So that way, you know, if you have, uh, you know, you're getting goods that are, are exactly what we say they are. If you're buying a, a, a watch, you know, it's got a guarantee on it and, and, if you're buying a diamond, it's a real diamond, that type of thing. But it even holds true if you're buying um, something like um, a T-shirt and you get the wrong size or it's it, something happens to it. Oh, we even take care of that kind of thing. So um, you know that you're going to have a good shopping experience. But it's more than that, too. We're kind of we're not a concierge, but we're kind of like that in the sense that maybe you don't want to take a ship's organized tour, but you want to go uh, in a taxi and go around the island or you want to know what else there is to do in one of the ports like go down to no name bar or or, you know want to know some good restaurants to go to i can i can help you with all of that uh in the ports and and how to get around and what to do right now the last little gig you had which we knew going in was not a permanent gig yeah you ended up actually getting about a week or so longer than we thought at first but you were able no, to original- stay in, huh? Okay. Go ahead. I interrupted you. Oh uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, you were able to on the, the the last gig, you were able to stay in regular cabins instead of crew cabins. Uh, on this one, right. uh, are you going to be uh, back with the crew? Well, I will be joining as a crew member. That's why I will be quarantined for a week. However, we will be, uh, all, all the crew that are being quarantined will be in passenger balcony cabins for, for that week. And then after that, um, with my job, I believe I will have a, uh, a passenger cabin. It won't be as sweet like I had on Regent and Viking and Oceana, but it will be a nice, a nice cabin. But I will nice. have access to the crew areas um, like, like I have in the past. But on this last ship, when I was on Iona, I was guest status and I couldn't go in any crew area at all, which was fine for the purpose of what I was doing that cruise. But 
you know, when you go on long-term and I'll do a full contract, uh, I'm going to finish, I'm going to do the whole season. I mean, uh, the ship is already sailing. They wanted to get me on in December, but it's taken a while to get uh, the medical. We have quite an extensive medical uh, exam that we have to do. They even wanted proof of a polio vaccination, if you can believe it. Um, Good Lord. Right. Yeah. And, and they wanted me to go to a dermatologist and uh, there's, they're very extensive. I had x-rays and um, then we have to have proof of not just COVID vaccination, but also proof of um, measles, mm-hmm. mumps, rubella, chickenpox, uh, yellow fever, all, all kinds of vaccinations that we have to have to work on a ship. And um, one good thing is, though, I, I understand that they're going to be giving us the booster shot. Because if, if um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but because I live on a tourist visa here in Mexico, I cannot, I don't qualify to get the vaccination or the booster shot here in Mexico. So that's why previously I got my vaccination in Florida and I can't get the booster here. I don't even know if the booster is available yet here, but nonetheless, I'll be able to get that when I'm on the ship. The ship will provide that for me. And if by chance it doesn't, our turnaround is Port Canaveral and I'll be getting off the ship as soon as I can and going ashore and getting the booster shot. So I will, but I'm pretty sure they provide it on the ship. All right. Now, one question before I get on to the news, which I eventually got to do some news today, but uh, this was a little more important. Procedural matters. Now, I know there's this Bible that's about this thick with rules and regulations as far as crew members interacting with passengers. When I walk on this boat in March, Will it get you in trouble if I walk up and give you a big old hug? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. No, we're 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 allowed to give people hugs, you know. As far as okay. I know, no one's ever said that before. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I hope that rule hasn't changed because I hug people all the time on ships. Good. I just wanted to make sure because I didn't want to get you in trouble for having sex. <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe maybe with co- the COVID uh, rules and regulations, they may oh, say don't yeah. touch anybody. But I'm thinking know, about that. Um, whatever. If you come and hug me, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go away, fat man. Go away. <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure it won't be a problem. All right. I am so tickled. Just... That's just absolutely... Uh, and as much as I wanted to see you here in two weeks, I don't mind waiting a few more weeks until I get together live on location with Elizabeth. So, yeah, you know what? It's funny. Uh, I, so everyone in the chat room knows, I mean, we've been talking about this. You and I have been talking about this for a little while. And, you know, in the past, you'd only told me the two dates that you were going to be on the first two MSC ships that came here. And then when I found out I was going to Maravilla, I was so bummed out because I'm like, I'm not going to get to see you. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. You hadn't told me that you were going on the Maravilla because it didn't come here. My ship does come to this, this port. However, it does three different itineraries. And you're doing the one that goes to Nassau and the private island. And so um, the good news on that one, I just have to work in Nassau and then I have time off. Woo-hoo. Okay. 
And I think I'm so going to do we'll have to go two. check out that private island. I think I'm going to do back to back on Maraviglia. Yeah. I think. Yeah, because you said the yeah. 13th and the 17th are the two cruises. Yeah. So that they both, I checked them out. Both of them were Bahamas. Nassau. Yeah, Nassau and then Ocean Key overnight. Yeah. And then yeah. um, same. And then the next one, and one of them does Nassau and then Ocean Key is just one day there. And then that's the short one. But then the other one you do has the overnight there. So yeah. that'll be fun. All right, Elizabeth, that's just awesome. And goodness knows we just love you to death. And, and we're so tickled that you're going to be back permanent, permanently on a ship, at least permanently as this industry goes. You're on for the remainder of yeah. a contract, I guess. So Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. And like I said, I don't know when I'll have Wi-Fi access. So I might be... Um, gone for a while but um just because and i'm anytime I'm you do sight, all you got to do is pop in we'll always welcome elizabeth on location wherever you are well thanks i'll film a lot while i'm on there and then we'll eventually get some stuff so you guys can all see the the meraviglia okay all right elizabeth thanks a bunch we love you and we'll see you soon and i got to get love to the too. news but first all right, but first, uh, let me give you this word from Scooter Rounds. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scooter Round. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. All right, that's scoot around. Just uh, <clears throat> dial that number and <clears throat> give them that um, that code number for the absolute best pricing. And Chili Cruises makes a few pennies. So, all right, one other thing to do before I actually get to the. Um, News for today, we did hear from uh, Roger and Nikki out in the Pacific this morning. I have not been over in the chat room. I see Nikki is in the chat room at least. Uh, so uh, they they did send some some uh, pictures. One was, uh, I guess this was this morning's uh, sunrise out over the Pacific. I guess this would have been yesterday morning because this morning, I'm not sure it's morning yet. But anyway, and uh, last night, uh, well, they they went to a planetarium. Nikki was telling me a planetarium, and unfortunately, I lost the the thing that I had copied. Now, let me see if that is popped in down below. No, it didn't. Aggravating compute. Oh, there it is. Yesterday was a cloudy day and a lazy day. We attended the planetarium show and explorers, explorers dome. Yes, a planetarium on a cruise ship. This, of course, is Nikki talking. It's tiny, two dozen seats, but it feels like a true planetarium when you have 3D glasses on. That's pretty cool. So uh, that's what they did yesterday. And then right after that they had a little dinner and that was dinner and now i've been dying all morning to go get a lobster 
So I got to figure out how I'm going to get a lobster during the day today, but that's coming up just because that looks so good. And look at the size of that claw. Wow. So that's on board the Viking Orion and Nikki and Roger on the South Pacific cruise. So. All right. We do have a couple of stories uh, on the news here this morning. Wow. This is not today's show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is uh, this is a show from several days ago. Where's today's? <laughs> the, oh boy, this is a this is a rare one, folks. Oh God, this is a rare one. What in the world happened to my my whole script for the show today? Let me go back and see if I can. Pull that up and pull this up, and I I'm sorry about the terrible, the terrible um, airtime. No, that's yesterday's show. Wow, unbelievable! All right, so now I got to figure out where I've got the. The uh, stories for today would be on the, uh, huh. well, sorry about this, folks. I have not, I've never had this happen before where I have my whole show laid out with uh, the stories for today, and it's absolutely disappeared on me. So bear with me for one half of one second here to see if I can actually pull it up from someplace else, but I do not see that anywhere. I had Roger and Nikki's story, but then my whole script is gone. It's absolutely, it's absolutely gone, folks. So I am not sure what happened to that. So let me think, I'm going to go over here. And excuse me for looking around my camera. I'll bring this up and let's try this and see how that works. All right. All right. Now, I'll at least tell you what I was going to talk about today. The CDC director defends the cruise industry. That was a pretty neat story yesterday as she was testifying. Um, uh, before Congress, she actually defended the cruise industry and the whole situation on what's going to happen in the future is up in the air. Uh, but uh, uh, CDC Director Walensky um, basically supported what's been going on in the cruise industry. So that leaves some question marks on what they're going to actually do. The other thing was Norwegian canceling a whole bunch of cruises and so forth. But let's see if we can't get the stories up. Um, all right, the CDC. Let's see what it says here. I'm pulling it up from one of my sources. Uh, Center for D Disease Control, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, confirmed to Congress 
that uh, the COVID-19 regulations for cruise lines will move from mandatory to voluntary on the 15th. We knew that was going to happen. But what we didn't know was that uh, 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 Walensky would actually uh, support the cruise industry. Uh, despite the dynamic situation, Walensky told U.S. Senator for Alaska, Lisa Murkowski, we anticipated that the con conditional sale order will not be renewed and that the cruise ship industry will continue to understand that this is a really safe practice for those industries. Citing the work cruise lines have done to protect passengers, crew members, and port communities, the senator asked Walensky, well, Walensky for some assurance that the coming season would not be disturbed for the third year. That's, of course, the Alaska sailing season. Walensky said she couldn't predict what summer would bring, but praised the cruise industry for its collaborative efforts and ongoing to commitment to passenger crew and port safety. So that was all going on to Congress uh, yesterday. And Norwegian uh, had a bunch more uh, sailings uh, uh, canceled. So um, I'm trying to scroll down here. Here's the, the cruises that were canceled. Uh, in addition to what was announced last week, Norwegian Pearl cruises are canceled through um the January 17th sailing, Norwegian Dawn through the January 18th sailing, Norwegian Getaway through the January 19th sailing, Norwegian Escape canceled through the January 22nd sailing, and the Norwegian Joy canceled through the 22nd sailing. The uh, new dates uh, will uh, for each ship will come in uh, following that. So that's the, uh, the, the difference uh, cancellations by Norwegian. So, all right, let's get back over here and see. And again, my apologies, folks, for absolutely losing my entire script for today. So let's go see who's fussing at me over in the chat room. Hot Air Tom's with us. Kenneth was us up in Pennsylvania. Of course, Elizabeth was here first while I was interviewing uh, Chris uh, this morning. Nikki's with us out in the at 6.30 a.m. in the middle of the Pacific, 76 degrees. So it's warmed up a little bit out there now. That's good at 6.30 in the morning, so it's got to be warmer during the day. Amy's with us. Cindy's with us. Gretchen's with us. Hey, Gretchen. Uh, to be in the South Pacific, Gretchen says, wouldn't that be nice? Carol's here. Hey, Carol. Hot Air says, uh, keep a lookout for all those small islands. Maybe say hi to Gilligan. <laughs> yeah, Gilligan's Island. That's out there. One of those, uh, one of those islands, isn't it? Uh, Elizabeth asked, uh, Nikki, how long is the cruise, uh, that you are on? And I don't recall, or I would answer that in case, uh, Nikki is, uh, you never can tell how, how the signal is going to go out there. 
what did the Prime Minister live allocate? Chris did answer that. It was over his party. His Christmas party ignored COVID rules, Gretchen says. Did you see NCL canceled a number of cruises departing this weekend and next? Only a few ships will remain in operation. Jim, Breakaway and Bliss, and Encore. That's correct. Uh, and again, my story that had the startup dates, the new startup dates on it also, that's part of what disappeared, Tom. I will uh, correct that for tomorrow. Um, Gretchen says Corona beer, yippee. Uh, Cindy says, congratulations, everybody's saying congratulations to Elizabeth. Uh, wow, Tom, what is going on with NCL? I'm scheduled on breakaway end of April from Miami. Uh, my understanding of what they did and why is it is all related to Omicron, uh, and this wave of, uh, of cases, which is happening on this cruise ship too. One of the things to point out, folks, about, yes, there has been a tremendous increase in cases on board uh, the cruise ships, just as there is on board land. But if you look at the numbers, even with the Omicron variant on the cruise ships, the numbers now, the positivity rate is still way less than any city, state, uh, in this country, way less. And we're talking like 1% or less as opposed to 30%. Like here in, in the, the Central Virginia area was 36% yesterday. Um, Virginia yesterday's overall was 34%. Um, so, yeah, it's just... Uh, now, this, the good part about it is that if you do get it, it's not near as serious. Although, because the numbers, there's so many more people that have tested positive. There's so many more people that have gotten that have gotten that are positive and haven't been vaccinated, and they're the ones that's putting the pressure on the hospitals. So. Hot Air says, Cindy, I suspect it's a combination of lots of cancellations, crew short uh, due to COVID, and part issue with lots of canceled parts, uh, port issues with lots of canceled ports. Uh, it's, yeah, a combination of all of those. But the main thing is, is to get us past where it appears, at least, that this thing might top out and start going back in our the right direction again. Uh, Nikki says, what good news? You two on a ship together. Is the world ready? Man, I tell you what, I am so looking forward to being on a ship with, with Elizabeth. That's just going to be awesome. And, you know, it's, I'll, I'll feel much the same way with Hot Air Tom and Cindy come August too, that I know I'm going to be on the ship with them. But especially with Elizabeth. Elizabeth and I have... Uh, have become pretty close here in the last uh, you know, couple months that we've been playing on uh, this channel. 
Uh, I had no idea Chili used a teleprompter. Better get Joby to come and ad lib. Yeah, well, it's not really a teleprompter, Hot Hair. It's, it's, I, I script my stories because, you know, I can't keep up with the whole thing without having a script. And yes, uh, yeah, it's a, it, I, I, so I get up at four o'clock in the morning and start working on the script, you know, working on the stories that I'm going to have that day. So it, it takes a while to research it and get the information. And then there's stories that I have to confirm the information. Uh, now things like, you know, with um, Walensky testifying before Congress, I don't have to confirm that because I've got several sources that are reporting on that as well that I've already gotten reports from. Uh, but when I get a, a specific information about, like, say, for a cruise ship, I've got to confirm that before I can come up to you guys and say, okay, this is the news. So it's a, it's a little more complicated if you do it. You know, I'd, I'm an old school reporter from way back in the day uh, started off in tell actually started in television um, and then to radio uh, but that's one of the reasons that John and I Cruz Amigo John and I get along so well as we were both in broadcasting about the same time and learned from not the same people but people that believe the same way so yeah, uh, I still, I, I still, when I bring you news, folks, it's gonna, it has been confirmed. It's not rumor. It's unless I tell you specifically that it's not confirmed. Now I will do that on occasions, but most of the time, if I've reported it, folks, you can count on it. So Cindy says they're saying Omicron may have peaked in New York and the East Coast. I'm not entirely sure that that is true yet. However, I do think the peak may be coming sooner rather than later. So that I'm hoping, I'm still hoping by the time I cruise here in two weeks, a little less than two weeks now, that we will have gotten past the peak and heading back in the right direction is my hope. So, all right, that's going to wrap me up for today, folks. Uh, again, my apologies for uh, losing, uh, actually losing my script today. And I, I apologize to the podcast folks, because that had to be an absolutely horrible podcast after we had a really good podcast yesterday, but I'm still going to post it because I, I, you're going to get the better or the worst from me at all times. So it'll be posted just like normal, but I apologize for actually uh, having a technical issue and losing my script entirely for the show today. So, or the, at least the news portion of the show. But again, my thanks to Elizabeth on location. And of course, for Chris Wood, my guest today, still made a pretty good show. So that's going to wrap me up. I'll be back same time, same channel tomorrow with travel and cruise industry news on Thursday. That'll be the 13th day of January, 2022. So for now, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. Think about cruising and hopefully it'll be like me and Elizabeth. We'll meet together on the high seas one of these days. This is the old fat travel guy. Later, y'all. 
I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner, hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.